Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. What's up with you? What's going on? Let him know he'll prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up. I suggest you to run this live request. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Tawanda's Live Request. Yep, the quarantine edition. We're resuming instead of meeting in person because that's dangerous. Right now, from all the way across the country, in LA, I got my homie Dave Boy. What up, Dave? Hey! Wait, say, say last name for me because I, I think I just butchered it. Oh, Bori, man. It's Bori. Just, Dave, it's it's, silent. It, yeah, I get it. Like, it's Af- African names. I totally yep. get that shit. Yeah, some shit that wasn't supposed to be written in English anyways. Exactly. Some shit that wasn't supposed to be like it's like that's that's the truth. Like every time you say an African name in America, you're just like, I am not supposed to be here. Yeah, it wasn't even this wasn't even for you. Yeah, this wasn't this wasn't for y'all to digest. This wasn't yeah, you know, you weren't supposed to know how to say it. Yeah, like we like our ancestors were like, we're gonna name them these names that only we understand. We they weren't supposed to, they weren't meant for us to be like, Yeah, you can just call me you can call me this. Yeah, no. It hurts my heart when you see Africans have to like have to shorten their names and shit. You know, or like yeah, hi, my name is Chad. Yeah, and you're like, your name is not Chad. Chad. <laughs> they, they see him talk. You see him say that real name, and you're just like, why did you just say that? Okay, that especially for me because my name is fucking Tawanda, and Tawanda like it flows as a name, but everyone thinks it's a girl's name. And then I meet African people that are just like, oh, your name is Tawanda, and then they like find out that's my my whole full name. And for a second, you can kind of see some jealousy of just like. You're just living free in this world. I wish I wish I had your bravery. Yo, yeah, it's like, cause that's gotta hurt your heart, Connor. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Connor, just cause to make it easier for them to say. And we gotta know their fucking. We gotta know what uh fucking Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Who else? <laughs> A- anybody named Siobhan? Yo. So, yeah. <laughs> Renee Zellweger. Renee <laughs> Zellweger. Just all these shitty white names. Every Eastern Bloc last name, every Stanislavski, all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. We had to, we had to read what's his name. Who who said who wrote Crime and Punishment in school? Oh, uh, is it Dush? Uh, Dush yeah, Dush, yes, Dushyevsky yeah, or whatever. I know. And I know. No, and and the teacher wasn't even like, "Yo, the last name is complicated." They were just like, "You you need to know this." And it's just like. And then, but you can't say my name. You know what I mean? My shit's yeah. seven letters. I'm not gonna lie though. One of my most embarrassing moments is happening in fourth grade because I wasn't like I'm from like I was from like I was living in Baltimore and shit. And I had to read some shit and it said Tupac Shakur, but I never oh, wow. I never uh, decided to say I said Tupac Shaker. Ooh, that does hurt. And my teacher started dying laughing. <laughs> <laughs> my teacher was just like, <laughs> oh man, did you not know? Nah, because I was like eight, and my parents were like super, like, "Oh, rap is the devil. You can't listen oh, to that shit." Okay, so you, what were you listening to as a kid then? I mean, like, I still was yeah, listening to rap. Like, you're like a hip hop head, so yeah. I'm- I mean, I was. It just like wasn't like in the house like that. Also, it's like I listened to what was on the radio and shit. Yeah, and, me too. Me yeah, too. it wasn't like until what you call it. I would say when I was a kid, because everyone remembers when Gangsta's Paradise came out. That was like a, that was oh, a huge yeah. fucking deal. Everyone knew that. Everyone knew that song. Yeah, that was. And then, it, then, like you know, there's like "Whoop, there it is," all that shit. Cause I was in Baltimore, kind of. But then I didn't really like. Like I wasn't like, oh shit, this is a whole movement. This is a whole thing. So I got to like when I was like, I think ten, living in Atlanta, and No Limit just kind of like just took o- No Limit and Cash Money just took over. Like that was everywhere. That was a great time, man. I love. I, I like like I like No Limit's extended roster. I liked all of them. Like. 
I miss like Mia. magic. Yeah. Mia, like Mia X. Mia X, man. Yeah, there's a bunch of yeah, mystical was on. Mystical was there. Yeah, man, you you forget like how great that shit. Like those album covers, even. Just, oh, Penny, yo, yo, those album covers, like. I've wanted to do something. If I make a comedy album, I'm going to use that same font. But then I went back and Bigger and Blacker by Chris Rock, it has that, it's pen and pixel. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did it. He was, man. Oh my God, that's so fucking cool. Rock knew what time it was. <laughs> Yo, I'm not going to lie though. Chris Rock always has like, his album covers are dope as shit. From like, even like, from the first one. Yeah, his albums are the best. I just watched, you seen that shit? They have this shit on Hulu about uh, cultures about when uh, Bigger and Blacker came out. Yeah. And it's, all, man, it's crazy. It's just all these people talking about, like, how it affected them. And they get to the bit, obviously. And Wanda Sykes was like, I saw that, and I was like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> that shit has been, like, I love that bit. But it's also, like, I've heard white people use that bit to justify racism. Yeah, I saw a white, I saw a white woman today who basically, she took that bit. And she said, there's Karens and there's white women. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, see, what are we doing? I was like, damn. Like, I said, I appreciate your effort. But it's like, they can't use that bit. It means too much because it's like, because at this point, like, niggas are seen, like, black people in America were seen as, like, kind of monolith. Or kind of just like, like, it's like, it's like we are a community. No matter how dysfunctional it seems, we're still a community. We try for that. So it's just like if one black person does wrong or somebody's hurt, we all empathize or all just like, all right, what happened? Yeah. And that's the thing is about white women. That's why you can't use it for them is I don't think that they view each other in that way. No, they do not. Like, like oh, oh my God. White, I don't think a white woman commits a murder or some shit. And then other white women are like, damn, it had to be a white woman, huh? Like, they know? never say that. I yeah. would, you, you would never see like a white woman on the run and other white women help. The only time that's ever happened <laughs> is the only time, oh, the only white woman solidarity is Thelma and Louise. That's the only time that there's and like, like. And that wasn't based on a true story. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was like, a, it was, it's, a, it's a fantasy. Like white women, white women only like each other when they're like, they're like, when they're like dating and shit. And that's it. And I don't even know if they like each other when they're dating. Nope. They're just tolerating each other more. Nope. That's why even like orange is new black when white ladies go to jail. They were snitching on each other. Yeah, immediately. I'm sure. Yeah, her, her girlfriend was like, "Hey, I know you're not involved in any way, but that that would never fucking happen with black with black people." That whole show made me so mad, man. I don't yeah. even. I don't. I tell you the truth. I don't fuck with that show, man. I honestly think that like the white lady, because that's based on the true story. I think the white lady, like when she first when she first put it up, she probably thought like, "Oh, Piper is likable because Piper is like me." But then I think she saw how people were just, they hated her so much. It's the most irritating character. Like, so irritating that it makes it, like, tough to get through the show. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, like, this, but, I mean, um, we, I, we can talk about white ladies in jail forever. But that's yeah. not the point of the podcast. <laughs> the, the request in Tawana's live request isn't white women in prison. Although, that is a desire. All right. Hey, now. Now, yeah, lock it, lock it, lock it. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't even mad at Hillary. I just want to see a white woman go to jail. Yo, I just want it once, man. <laughs> I just want to see it. I just want to see it. It's like, it's like a remember it. Like, yeah, that happened, though. She, she didn't deserve it, but yo, that was amazing. Like, 
we never we never got the we never got to see Martha Stewart's perp. We never got to see her her perp walk. We never got to see that oh, shit. Oh man, we didn't. Yeah, that's or that Lloyd. Yeah, really. Like she never was in a situation where she looked disrespected throughout. The exactly. That's yeah. why. Like, yeah, I just want to see it. Like, and it's not even like because I want to see ill. I just like I just want to like even when like the college had happened, and there was like the, like the white ladies got hit with that because they're doing the whole USC fraud shit. Yeah. I remember when that happened at work, I was in like my group, chat, like the Slack or like all the, the work chats in all caps. Like, did you guys see this? And I was walking up to every white lady like, oh my God, look what just happened. And I, was just, I was pointing at my phone like, did you see that? Oh shit. And I was so excited. And they're just like, yeah, I saw, they, but they couldn't understand. They didn't understand how That's important I mean, that was. There's no solidarity there. There's no solidarity. They but anyway, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they don't care. But anyway, um, we're talking about music. Yo, what's your favorite song that you've been listening to a lot lately? Man, G Dep every day. It just feels like the time for it. That song is like, I've always loved that song. And it's always, it's so sad, but it's like. It's it amazing. Right. Bro, I remember the first time I heard the, no, not even the first time. I, I watched the video one day. Me too. Was, that's how I. That's how I saw saw it. I, I saw the video first. And I was like, "Holy shit! His life sucked." Yo, and he means it. It's like so specific. Yo, you know what I mean? yeah, like, when, he felt that shit. Yo, I think that yo, I think lyrics of this song at least once a week. Every week, I always think of just like cried in my cried no cried for breakfast and I slept for dinner. I'm just yeah. like, he said, "What did he say?" He said, Par uh Everyday pants in a week is in a week is enough. Everyday Ooh, pants I, is a week is. They said, "Oh, I I ain't want a front. All I want I is want a blunt, a couple, <laughs> a pair of blue and white junks, and no, a pair of blue and little junks. No, a pair of blue and yellow like dunks, dunks, and my hundreds and chunks." Man, like, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yo, it's just like he's just sad. I love when he says, uh. <laughs> My baby mother with another brother with cash. Yo, drive by, yo, roll down the yo, window, and, window and laugh. Yo, that's fucked you, up. Oh man! Could you imagine it happening every? Could you imagine being like, being the dude, like being the like? Imagine that car, the car ride to the dude's to G Dep's house. Uh, could you? Because you know, it's also like you know, she rolled by when he was with people. It yeah, was like you know what I mean. Like he was hanging out. Oh man, I can't even. The public disrespect. That's They're like, hey, so we need to go pay that bill. But first, let's go drive by and laugh at you. All right. Yo, all right. let's laugh at this nigga, bro. <laughs> let's laugh at this nigga. <laughs> that sounds mad fun, though. Let's go, let's, go, let's, go, let's go laugh at that nigga, bro. No, it would be really hilarious to see. And then, no, I remember in the video, they do it, and then his, and then his daughter's in the backseat of the car. Oof. Bought my daughter, daughter and a Nintendo, now she called him dad. dad. Ah oh, man, he was going through it, yo. And like, it doesn't—he wasn't going through. Like, it's not like one of those songs where there's like positivity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't—it doesn't feel like—it doesn't feel like it's gonna get better for him. It doesn't after the song is over. Like, yeah, that's, like that's just how it is. Yeah. What's crazy though is kind of like because we saw like we we're talking about this, but like his first single was like is like special delivery and let's get it. Yeah. And then I remember at the beginning of Let's Get It, he says, ready, I was born ready. What do you say? Something sounding like fish and spaghetti. Yo, oh man, what does he Ready, I was born ready. 
I was already. Like, what if, I gotta find the lyrics. I gotta find the lyrics because it was like Amber yeah, already on fish and spaghetti. I think. Yeah, I, I, I was already on like, and he was talking about fish and spaghetti like it was like this. Yeah. De- it was a delicacy. Amber, yeah. look, Amber in the video. They f- go down to the plate and spaghetti with some fried fish, and I'm like, God damn. Yo, it, struggle, yeah, they were, yeah, they were like in like, but it, they were also like in like a white, an all white room. All yeah. the, all the kids were were in a black, like they were in Spurs jerseys. They were wearing, they were all the kids were fresh as shit, just the Harlem shaking the entire time. I think G Depp had a bad life, man. What is he it? did? What's that song where he says the G? It's G. What he says, what his name means, it stands for the game. It don't ease pain. <laughs> That whole first album is just sad, bro. <laughs> like, yo, but Dog. I like that. I like sad. Yo, the older I get, man, the more I realize I never, like, I've only ever listened to rap, right? And I guess yeah. R&B. Yeah. So that whole, like, emo phase that people have or whatever, I never really did that. So I like, like, a lot of depressing rap. Yes. And that's why, like, I'll, I feel, no, I agree with you. And 100% see that. My emo phase was Joe Budden. I was just going to say Joe Budden. That's Whoa. the sad. That was the saddest thing. I've oh my god! He was just depressed. I never heard anybody rap about antidepressants before. Bro, he had a Man, song. This dude was addicted to PCP. Yeah, he was. What? He had a that... song. He had a song. Ten minutes, which is literally it's like it's ten minutes long. Actually, it's nine minutes fifty-two seconds, but still, it's ten minutes long, and it's just him smoking a cigarette, just sad about his life. Yo, Joe Budden is a sad guy. That I'm was so a, happy he glo- glowed up at the end. I mean, a part of me is kind of happy about that, but also I'll tell you this. Here's my here's my thing. I was a Joe Budden like I wouldn't say Stan, but like I was. That was my guy. Like I had mu- mood music mood one, music. two, yeah. three, and four. I kind of was like, I. Right. But still, I had all them shits. But what was crazy was I remember. Uh, there was a video on, like, I think it was all hip hop or some, one of those sites. And they're like, oh, look, it's Joe Budden and his girl. And his girl was Tahiri. Yeah. yeah and Tahiri was yeah. so fine. Like her ass was so, like, her ass was like absurd. It was like absurdly fat. And she was, and she was like just so, and I was like, and then I remember on a song, he, he said, they see the ass on his girl and they wonder why he's so mad at the world. And I was like, yeah, why are you so fucking mad? Like, explain why you're still mad. Like, your girl is so fucking fine. Because it's clinical, bro. Cl- he's clinically depressed. He did, but, yeah. But <laughs> he is. But then it's like, but that, you know, but then he just kept getting beautiful women. Like, he got the main chick from the Freak League video. Yeah, he gets, like, beautiful foreign women. Yeah, just absurd. Like, I remember, oh, I remember also, he fucked Gloria Velez. Man, God bless it. Yeah, I remember. I remember this. It was yesterday. So I remember like it was yesterday. It was a YouTube video, and they're talking about his new album and shit. And Gloria Velez was there. And Gloria Velez, they're talking. You know, he's like, yeah, da da da. They're like, you've been hanging out. We've been school. And then he's talking. And then she says, "Hey, everybody, Joe eats pussy, y'all." And he gets so embarrassed, because in two thousand and four, two thousand and five, that was the worst thing you could do. Man, As- that shit is. It's. Man, we gotta, we gotta really. <laughs> we did. I mean, like eating, eating ass became like just regular. But like back then, it was like he eats pussy. That mo-, like I remember, everyone he eats pussy. He's gay. Like, that doesn't. Which is not even sensical. Like, as as far as like a line to draw, it doesn't even make sense. Ah, it does not make any fucking sense. But back in the day, I remember it was like, oh, you eat pussy. You're fucking. Yeah. That dude's so gay for that. Like, how does that make any? Listen, so you have sex for pleasure, not just to come, like that's. 
people got people got bad ideas about shit. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Like, yeah, people got really bad ideas about all the shit. But yo, I could go on. But like, what? Like, especially now, what's attracted to you to uh, everyday? No, let's call it everyday struggle. Every day, just every, every day, every day. It's every day. It's every day. Yeah, you're right. What attracted to you that song? I mean, it's like right now. It's just like in the house no signs are coming out you know what i mean like yeah i live like kind of in the cut too i live like outside of la i live in the valley so it's for real like nothing going on no signs of letting up it's like not even like i don't want to say it's as bad as like depression but it is this general like yeah just shit's not going nothing's growing you know what i mean yeah i feel that like that's how that song feels to me yeah you do you feel stuck that's weird I empathize with that because when I was younger, I listened to that song. I just remember, like, I vividly remember one day just walking in, like, Jamaica Plain in Boston. It was pouring rain outside, and I walked past, like, the Foot Locker that was in Jamaica Plain. I had, like, no friends like that. I was just, like, I walked past a CD store that I got robbed in one time. And I was walking, just like, oh, this this, this sucks. Like, I was like, what is – like – that sense of just like this is gonna last forever yeah that's how this feels and that's like that's the that's the hard part like yeah because like i said there's no hope in that song yeah there isn't because you know he says it because the last the last lines are like i don't know where this like i don't know where to i don't know where to begin but this is where it could end exactly i was gonna fucking kill himself like what the fuck is but you feel like he could (laughs) you feel like you, you feel like you feel like you could and then flash forward a few years, and it's like, oh, G Dep is on PCP, and then G Dep has murdered somebody, and now he's in. Now he's in jail. That was a bad time to be signed at Bad Boy, bro. It was like it was that Bad Boy era where everybody, cause like, it was when Puffy was on. You know, you know what I mean? How Puff has had like, Puffy was, yeah, yeah, Puffy. Yeah, Puffy was still. It was in that four, maybe five year period where Puffy was still, like, getting over his breakup with J-Lo. Which should take five years. It should, because it took, it took Anita Girl Part... It took Anita Girl Part 1 and Anita Girl Part 2. <laughs> it took... He had, he had, he had to say, like, like, I'm sad. No, wait, 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 wait. I could be sadder. You know what? I need a girl. Those videos were, like... You ever go out with your friend right after he gets dumped and he's trying to pretend like he's having a good time, but he's not? Like, that's what I need a girl was you know what i mean like, oh, let's get tired let's get tired but you watch him in the corner he's just like <sighs> yeah like he's drinking but he doesn't like the way it feels like, he's like he doesn't like it this it's not this is not this is not what he wants to associate it with the drink oh, <laughs> but you know it's like it's like i need a girl part one you go part two then trade the song trade it all that's that's that to me that's i need a girl part three because again he's, he's saying the same shit i think somebody in the studio was like puffy you can't remix a song three times and say the same thing every time. It is the same song, basically, right? It's the same shit. You just like I would trade everything I had to have you back. But I can't can't relate. Yeah, but but Puffy got but Puffy got because Puffy it was J Lo it was J Lo in two thousand in the two thousands when she still liked niggas. It, she, that's J Lo when she still liked black people was amazing. It was great. Like fly girl J Lo, yeah. fucking fantastic. Selena J Lo, and also you know Puffy saw Selena and was just like, my. He saw her in those white pants and was like, my god. Oh, she had the cakes in Selena, man. She did. She was so fun. 
She was so fire. Yeah, she was saying nigga on songs with y'all ruling shit. Like it was oh, like that. Oh, I forgot about that. On that I'm was Real. a news story. Yeah, that was a whole. And she was just like, "Hey, I grew up. In, I'm from the Bronx in Puerto Rican, and and people in New York were like, yeah, but then." And it's like, all right, but you're from the Bronx and you're from New York, you're around black people, but in every movie you're in now, you're always like Italian or some shit. Yo, does she not play Hispanics in movies? I, I don't think I've seen after, it. You know, after, 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 that, after that Puffy shit, Hispanic <laughs> shit was done. She was, yeah. after, after that Puffy shit, her mom was like Jane Fonda in movies. She's like, oh, fuck this shit, nigga. I'm not. Like, because Puffy had, like, when the Puffy shit happened with Shine, uh, they got arrested. And they got taken to like one of the worst like holding cells in a, in New York, which is like underground. So he had her like she was like handcuffed underground. Ooh, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, and she's yeah, and she she was a fly girl. She's she's that's J Lo, super fly. He had her like you ever have a girl in a really bad situation? Oh you're yeah. At her, and you're, like, like, you're like this is you know that it's not gonna go. You know you know it's done too. You're like all right, this is my bad. This is my bad, but you, but you, but, but, but still, but still, but still, like a party who has to fight for it. A party yeah. was just like, if I make the right joke, I can like, <laughs> I can, I can, I can I'm like, hey, so a Saturday night, right? This is crazy. And she's just like, huh? and I'm like, oh, damn. I think the moral of that story is don't bring shine around your girl. Like, no, no, no. The moral of that story is, <laughs> no, shine. I'm a, I'm a shine defender. I'm a, I'm, I'm very pro shine. I'm very pro. No, shine. I like shine. I'm just saying that's like a whole different business. No, shine, no, he wants. No, basically, the problem is if shine says, I don't know if you should go to this. If shine thinks, oh, I got to bring my gun, don't go to that establishment. Right, right. If you see sign getting dressed, they go, why you have the gun? Oh, because we're going here. Don't go. Cause that's what happened. That's what happened. Cause Shine said they were at a they were at a club. Puffy was beefing with somebody. He saw a guy walk up to Puffy, and Shine was like, "I know that guy from the streets. That guy is a murderer. That guy shoots first, asks questions later. If I didn't pull that gun out, Puffy was gonna die." Damn. So it's like, yo, trust that. But but then it's Diddy. It's Diddy. It's- Diddy's known for doing that, though. Have you like? He, have you heard that story? I was. Just, I think it was on Drink Champs. The locks were talking about like right after they they got signed, Diddy like slapped some guy in the club and was like, "I don't give a fuck, I'm with the locks." <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "Yo, we barely even know this." Like, nigga, are you fucking? <laughs> Diddy's one of those guys who's like, "Nah, fuck that, my yeah. man." Is... And, 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 and and the locks is in the background, like, "Excuse me." Yeah, like... they were both like, I think I, who I think it was, I think it was Jada Kiss was telling the story. He was like, "What?" Like, didn't see it coming. <laughs> I'm with the locks. <laughs> you probably thought he was joking. Yo, I think Diddy gets like real drunk. I think is what it is. I I, I have a lot of theories, but I'm afraid that he's gonna find this podcast and kill me. So I don't want to say too much. That's reasonable. Because I'm like I'm not gonna die. I'm not I'm not. I, but trust me, my Diddy queries, my Diddy information. He's that's a that's a wild boy. I think so. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, something about that guy, man. It's something about him, but I'll say this: it translates to good music because I need a girl part one, part two, and part three were good. Three. Also, also, I really feel like if Diddy wasn't secretly still devastated about uh, J Lo, G Dep's career wouldn't have been what it like, his that first album wouldn't have been that <laughs> Child of the Ghetto. He wouldn't no, he wouldn't he wouldn't have had an every you wouldn't have had an every day if Diddy was happy. That's true. Sad Diddy does. 
like sad diddy era music is great you know what i mean even like every so that's that's the same shit and i feel like yeah diddy saw g-dub and was like if diddy was still like with j-lo every day would have never happened you don't think you don't think so i don't think so because i feel like he would be like what the fuck is this depressing shit bro life is good life is good I'm trying to think now. Is there is there like, I mean, Biggie had some depressing shit. B- Bad Boy didn't make like, or like I don't think Diddy does make a ton of depressing music, does he? He doesn't. And the thing about uh, Biggie's depressing shit, I know on his first album, it's like he recorded in two parts. Like there's half the album that's super gritty, super like, oh, this is trash, everything's sad, and the other half is all like the pop hits and shit. They recorded at two different periods of his life in the same year. Really? Yeah, like everyday struggle, or like, like, because the tone, because the tone of Ready to Die, and sh- like, while it's a well-made album, the tone does shift like dramatically. You yeah. got fucking, because you have, uh, what you call it, back in the no, oh, what's it called? The, the 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 intro to Everyday Struggle or whatever. It's just like, God damn, this is depressing. Yeah, Biggie was depressing though, right? Like in general, can we say that overall? Is that fair? I mean, I, it's hard to disagree. Right? Like, if you really take the tone of, like, what we got from him, it's mm-hmm. all pretty, pretty Like, sad. his first, the major song, this is for everybody who called the cops on me when I was trying to make money. It's like, yeah, you made like- it. You're going to start <laughs> off. <laughs> like, yeah, even, yeah, it's even, even Juicy is like, yeah, it's tinged with sadness, man. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the track listing. They are they they are way different songs, huh? Mm. Uh for Ready to Die. Ready to Die, let's see. Just like Things Unchanged, Give Me the Loot, Machine Gun Funk, Warning, and then all, Ready to Die, and then all of a sudden, One More Chance. <laughs> Damn, what a good album, though. I forgot there was a Suicidal Thoughts on there. Yeah, that song. He's not, that's what I'm saying. It's like a guy. I don't think a guy makes a song like that without, you know what I mean? Being being a pretty depressed guy. <laughs> mm. I wonder if like that was just his like how he was, and then all this party shit was Diddy, kind of pushing him towards. I mean, you wonder that juicy that, right? track that was that was Diddy. From what I understand, that was like Diddy pushing him to record on that that track also i what was i watching i was watching something where they were talking about the image the whole image thing was diddy too like the gucci down to the socks and all that that wasn't like how he was before you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah you wonder if diddy like took took him and made him like made him what he was which it worked right yeah one of the greatest so, rap stars ever. So he was like the the Barry Gordy of the of nineties rap. Man, like taking these artists in and molding them. <laughs> I think that might that might have happened. That might have been it. Cause like, I don't know. Did did he couldn't lose in the nineties either? No. Like the the whole bad boy. Cause now who's on bad boy? I don't even uh, know. Oh my god, is Cassie still on? <laughs> that's the only. Is, that's is the Cassie last on bad boy? <laughs> No, Cassie's gone. Cassie's fucking gone, bro. Who's on Bad Boy right now? The band and who else? The, the <laughs> I think French Montana might be on Bad Boy. 
Really? Machine, Machine Gun Kelly might be on Bad Boy. Man. One Twelve might be on Bad Boy. One Twelve is on Bad Boy forever. Yeah, but it's but One Twelve. Yeah, but yeah, but but at this point, One Twelve is just slim. He's the only like. That's what we were talking about. So it is just him. It's just yeah. It's like yeah, because Q was like, I'm not a part of this shit anymore. But it's also just like you can't remember anybody else's voice from anybody else's voice really from One Twelve. It's just slim. No, I don't know any. I don't know. I don't know what they even look like. No, it's like <laughs> it's funny because I'm, I'm they've been around forever. They, they they've been around for at least like since the '80s. No, nine like since the '90s. Since the '90s, though, for sure. Like different eras of hits, like yeah, they have several. Like the fact that they were going up against uh, a Jagged Edge was just disrespect. Listen, man, I liked Jagged Edge. Though. I didn't. Watch Everyone the, did. I, I I didn't I didn't watch the verses. Jagged, I love I, I love a group that has fourteen dudes. In it. Yeah, a set of yeah, as a set of twins. They didn't <laughs> dance. They didn't dance at all. Nah. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't dance. They just like a lot of their songs sounded the same. But it was like, but it was it was hood niggas that could like sing good, and it was like, all right, this works. I loved it. I loved Thug R and B, man. Yeah, Thug R and B. That yo, them Jaheem. Yo, any Keith Sweat. Man, did you see Keith Sweat on some shit? What was he on? On Twenty One Savages cooking show. Yeah, yo, he has the strongest neck I've ever seen in my life. He keep sweat. He's like fifty eight. Yeah, he's a gang. Yo, he says yo. Keep sweat. It's a gangster. Like, I hate my neighborhood so goddamn much. Because <laughs> because uh, now I'm, I don't mean because I'm maybe just because I'm older. Because like I used because I used to live like that where like people just play music and shit. I used to be like yo. I, if I'm driving, I have all the windows down. And I'm blasting shit. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. but now I'm just like, if you do that, you can't. See that you like it ruins. You can't see the world. You're not driving well. No, it's not like a good idea. It's like <laughs> as a kid, you like kids have. Do kids still have systems? Yeah, they have systems. They still have systems. Oh man, I forgot about systems. A couple twelves in the back or something. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yeah, exactly. That shit, that shit is cool. And it's just like I don't want to. I don't want to yell the window. Like, excuse me, can you turn it down? I'm recording the podcast. That's how you that because that's how you justify a neighborhood. Yeah, that's exactly the sentence. That's Moving exactly this neighborhood. What happened? Gunshots? No, somebody no. was doing a podcast. There's <laughs> a podcast going on. I couldn't do that. I couldn't be around that. But yeah, bro, like Thug and B, like Keith Sweat. You ever watch that video with Keith Sweat with Jacquees or whatever? He sees Keith Sweat and he's like, I'm the new king of RB. And Keith Sweat's like, Oh, is that right? Cut the cameras. He says, "Cut the cameras." He's like, "I'm about to kill this. I'm about to kill Yo, this young man." I bet he could. I bet, man. You know, it's crazy though, Keith Sweat. I've always loved Keith Sweat. My mom used to hate him, so I, he was like, she would turn the video off when I was a kid. Why does your mom hate Keith Sweat? She says he's whining. She doesn't like his voice. I mean, yeah. I mean, can't argue with that. It was mad nasally, man. <laughs> it's like the Fran Drescher of R&B. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, it was, his shit was up there. Wait, it was, and he was such a fucking, and he was such a thug. He was. Yo, you know his birth name is Keith Sweat? <laughs> like, that's his name. Bro. He had no choice. Bro, his last name is Sweat. Like, <laughs> what else do you do with a last name named a Sweat? 
yo, there's only so many occupations. Yo, he, yo, he had, he had to fight. His yeah. name was his last name was Sweat. Yeah, that strong ass neck, bro. You're fighting every. Cause have you no? Have you have you seen his neck? Yeah, it's crazy. It looks like an animal's like, neck. <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah. He looks like a football player. He's like squared off. Yeah, he's just oh, like, damn. I'm about to fight somebody today. Like that. That was a that was a gangster nigga. He was a gangster. Did the barge niggas were gang? I heard Elder Barge. Those niggas was gangster. I heard those niggas really? were gangster. Yeah, I heard those niggas was gangster. I heard Cisco. Oh. Cisco. Cisco fought Jagged Edge. All of Jagged. I don't know how many members, but like I do like to I do like to imagine like a Jackie Chan style fight where Cisco was like singing, dancing, and fighting at the same time. Yo, Cisco was wild. Do you ever take time to think about how that he was just like a tiny little dude with silver hair who loved dragons? That's why Cisco is Cisco is like the embodiment of what cocaine on a good day looks like to me. Yo, like no, no, no. If you if, 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 no, not no, not like doing cocaine, but like the actual drug cocaine. <laughs> the actual drug is cocaine. Yeah, he's cocaine personified, bro. He is like, fish scale. He dressed crazy. <laughs> bro, if they ever made a if they ever made a sequel to if they ever made a sequel to Osmosis Jones, Cisco should be the main villain. He's just cocaine. I don't see how Cisco isn't oh, the main man. villain in every fucking movie. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'll tell you this though, I can we can hate on Cisco, but the song "Incomplete" is one of the greatest songs of all time. Oh, I'm a Drew Hill fan. I'm I'm and I like his solo. I think Cisco. I really like Cisco's. Music. Yeah, I heard that like Cisco. What happened with him? Unfortunately, was that like he was played because everyone thought he was gay. Every but it's like it's like come on, like all right, Cisco, Cisco, you're a tiny man with silver hair. And you have a you have a list. Unfortunately, in hip hop at that time, that's all considered very gay. I mean, in any t like, listen, it's not hard to look. At, I, I get where that came from. He also like was very like, I don't know what I'm doing with my shoulders. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I got that. He's very like, like remember like yo. Know, <laughs> I think about this shit all the time. That's what I think about with Cisco all the time. I remember like uh, Wild Wild West, right? Oh, the, yeah. the song, the, the main song for Wild Wild West, which you can tell fucking Will Smith put his heart and Will Smith was so excited because he's like, this is a song. He's like, hey, Nas, do me a favor. <laughs> write, some, write, some, write, some gun, write some gun bars for me. This is Run the first. Back, Let's just do it again. <laughs> yeah. He was right. No, he's right. Yo, he's right. Yo, this is the first time. This is the first time Will Smith could rap about shooting people. And yeah. get away with it. Oh, I didn't even think about. Think that. about that. The first time, so like he's trying to lean into it. Oh. If you look at if you look at the lyrics, it's just like, "Yo, I might shoot you. I might yep. shoot you." And then it's like, "Is a gunshot in the song?" He's like, "Yes, I got it. I can like do this shit." But then you hear Cisco on the fucking chorus, singing his heart out, singing his whole heart out. Bro, Cisco really gave it to that song. West, Jim West, and he's like, we're going straight to the... I mean, at the same time, I'm not going to lie, he was, Cisco did his thing, but... Yeah, Cisco, man, he was great. But that song was not a gun song anymore after Cisco sang that shit. No, that was an R&B song. Yeah, you have to be, you have to be exceptionally gangster to have Cisco singing and then still make it good. Like, DMX, DMX barely pulled it off. Yeah, that... I mean, that song felt like two different songs. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, what these bitches want from a nigga? Tell me. It's like, that's not. <laughs> it felt like DMX was talking about something and Cisco was talking about something else. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Cisco kind of just like, like even a song he has with, uh, with Lil' Kim, How Many Licks? Yeah. It sounds like he's getting his ass ate instead of yeah. talking about lick, like going out on the chick. Yeah. That's how many funny. licks does it take to get to the center of the oh oh how many it's like no yeah, Cisco this is about this is this, 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 this is about guys trying to fuck me, not you. Oh my fault, my fault. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. Let's just let's, let's try let's try one more time. How many stop no stop making sex noises. He was all sex noises on the <laughs> He was so yeah. but then incomplete came out. Incomplete, that shit if you ever gone through a breakup, incomplete. That motherfucker. That's one of the that that was a doozy. You know my fucking you know my Cisco song or it's a Drew Hill song, man. I love sleeping in my bed. Yes, that was a hit. I like that. I like uh, I like what was it? What's the song? What's the song where they jump? The choreography is just some jumping. Oh, oh, tell me what you want. No, no, tell me. That's two different songs. The one where he jumped, where they did the Matrix camera. No, 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 yeah, no, no. That's no, the no. one where Nokia decided to rap. Yeah, where Nokia no, no, decided no, to rap. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that no. was a great time in our lives, bro. Drew it Hill really was. We didn't know what was happening. We didn't. We didn't know what was happening. Yo, I've watched some old Drew Hill videos too. If you watch some of them, like the song "These Are the Times," right? The song "These Are the Times." The video, the whole video, is. An homage to the man in the iron mask, the movie. Oh, it is. Yo, that was, you know what? Because I remember when I saw that movie or when I saw that video, I had never seen the man in the iron mask. Mm -hmm. So, so like, there's, there's this, they're like, wait, so it's Three Musketeers? Yeah, it was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, it was supposed That video's fucking crazy. Is that the video where someone had to teach Cisco fight choreography? Yes. With sword? Yes, that is the to one. Sit down and say, "Hi, Cisco. I'll be choreographing your fight scene." <laughs> Have you ever fenced before, Cisco? No. Man, God bless him. He was a do good you, guy. Man. So, do you want? Is it time for me to unleash the dragon? Please stop, Cisco. Stop, stop, stop saying that. The dragon. I bet you he called himself that. <laughs> the dragon. <laughs> like, excuse me, Cisco, dragon. No, no, it's like it's dragon. Yeah. Just call me dragon. Like, oh, shit. Yo, to be fair, he pulled off the dragon thing better than drag on. So you got to give him points. Yeah, drag on did not embrace the dragon shit at, 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 at all. all right, man. And like his album was called Opposite of H2O, which is too many words. Opposite of H. That's too many. That's too long. That's too long. Cisco unleashed the dragon. That shit. You, you want. You want. You want. Like it's like yes. This is good. So, sorry, dragons were does, cool too. Like there was that time period where you could have like a dragon on your hat or some shit, and it was like, man, junior high school. Yeah, what are you gonna say that? I, I'm still trying to figure out what the opposite of H two O means. Oh, the fire. opposite of water is supposed to be fire. He's but a but chemically, it's like but but chemically, doesn't fire have like oxygen in it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he thought it through. I don't that think he thought weak, it. That was a weak gimmick for a rapper. That was drag on, but like, but, but Cisco, Cisco, like, 
he was about that shit. You remember, remember Thong Song? He did the one-handed cartwheel, and it was yes. like the craziest shit. I was like, like that. Cisco was about. Cisco was like, and listen to Cisco is like doing cocaine off a flip phone. Like that is like a silver flip phone. That is that's Cisco's music. It's a time. The Thong Song is a weird song though. Ooh, that dress like scandalous. Another one of us can't handle us. See, that's why people thought he was scandalous. Is a weird thing for she had done scandalous. Ooh, that you ever called anyone scandalous in your oh, home? you're scandalous. Like, wait, what? it does sound like in that song, he's talking about butts, like women's butts, like he's not familiar. Exactly. Like, she had dumps like truck. It's like a truck size. Like, like what? Like that scene in a 40 year old virgin where he's like, oh, the boo feels like a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. She had dumps like a truck. A truck. What the fuck all night long. All night long. All night long. Uh, and I was like, I was like, let me see that thong. And then I and it, then her ass went dunna dunna. Like what? Baby, make your booty go dunna dunna dunna. I don't. Yeah, it was very much. It sounded like a teen wrote it. Like like a little boy wrote it. Yeah, it's a very sex, a sexless shot. I can't think of one time Cisco talked about sex that sounded like he enjoyed having it. Ah, uh, yeah, it was more love. The whole sex thing, you know, he wasn't, but he didn't have to though. Nokia was the sexy guy. Yeah, Cisco was not. Cisco was not the. He was the front man. He wasn't the sexy. And then they had Jazz, who was just the fat dude, which I also appreciated. Shout out to the fat nigga. I miss that. I miss that shit. The fat nigga in the group. The fat nigga in the R and B group. That was that. Cisco. No, Drew Hill had that shit. And I, I feel like that was a stable. For a and while. And disappeared. And then yeah, they don't do it anymore. Say what? The fat. Look, the fat niggas. The fat nigga. The fat nigga can sing, bro. The f- I like I like the fat dude in the group, and I was talking to somebody the other day about, uh, fucking oh, what's his name, horse from Braveheart. You call me the horse. <laughs> yeah. Yo, he put his whole heart into that one verse. Yo, and yeah, that's what and that's what Jay Jay Z said the same thing. Like your body got murdered, you on your own shit. God, that was a good. That, have you gone back and listened to that song recently though? Uchi Wally Wally. Yeah, I, I I always shot. I think about going back, but it's oh, I have I have one memory of this of Uchi Wally Wally that it will it will never be topped, and I can't go back and listen to it. Nick, you might remember this. All right, so in Boston, there's the Boston Comedy Festival, right? And for a few years in a row, Emmanuel Lewis Webster, the guy who played Webster, yeah, he would just be at the festival. What? Is he from Boston? No. no. <laughs> but he was there. But he just beat it. <laughs> but it's Webster, so that can't be ill. So so one time he's there, right? And uh he's there and we're in the gap we're at the after party, right? And he's just like, yo, this music is trash. And I'm like, what? He's like, ah and he, he walks up, he walks into he walks to the booth, right? He walks to the booth, he starts playing songs. He plays Uchi Wally Wally. What? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's like, but it's not like, it's like, not like weird, but it's like, you know, like when you're good, like iPod DJ and you're playing hits, everyone's like, oh shit, like, so he's just, he's just hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. And then he gets to that and it's just like, oh my, you know, he played that song. Then he played the Dougie, then got out the booth and he did the Dougie. What? 
Yo, he was a party animal. He was a party Webster also. I remember I saw he came in. I remember I saw him once. He had like he walked in. He had like a Steve Harvey suit on, and a super like and it's like and this shit like I didn't know how because he, he looked he looked he's age he's ageless, but the chick he had with him was like a she was a beautiful like she's like a super bad like forty five year old woman. Okay, that's good. This was good, which is good, which is good. But still, it's, it's it's like the you could tell he was just like leave your kids at home. Don't worry, I'll pay. Like I'll I'll pay for babysitter. It, it was like he had yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. We're going he, to Gucci Wally tonight. Yeah, yeah, he walked in and I was like, this Webster's the truth. Shout out to Webster, bro. Webster was Damn. a real nigga. Yeah, if you saw Webster, you, you can't really beat Webster playing Uchi Wally. <laughs> you can't beat that. Also, like I feel yeah, you can't. It's like, such a declaration too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like playing that song is like you're like it's getting nasty in here. <laughs> yes, I can't, you can't you can't go back from that because first of all the song starts with sex noises. Yo, that's another one of those songs too though where you're like, I think Nas has strange interactions with women. Obviously, history has shown us, but like that song it doesn't like what are you talking about? You really really got to gut me? Like who's that for? I don't know what that doesn't make. Like, he has weird songs about women. He has that song, also that song, uh, that song "You Owe Me," him and Genuine. Also, yeah. Pay me back if you don't mean. Like, wait, what? Yeah, what are you talking about, bro? At one point, Genuine is singing, "I put those shackles on your feet." Wait, what? Yeah, man, that song is crazy. That song, I mean, listen, I have all my theories about genuine. Stuff. Yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember there was one day, it was me, you, and Sam, like three in the morning. You just telling me, yo, genuine is gay. I think that that's why he's so depressed. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I, think, I really do think that that. that I just think genuine is a, that's just a pretty nigga. But he's so sad, bro. I think that's a pretty nigga that, like, all right, he's a pretty nigga, and that's a curse because when he was a kid, probably it was like older yeah. women try, older women were trying him a lot. I think he, might, if anything, I think he's, I think he could, he could be gay or he could just be scared of women because he was, because when he was young, I think he's like in the hood or whatever. He's like what, 14, 15, got baby hairs. That's a that's a very pretty nigga, and older yeah. women were just like, ooh, and they, they probably they probably at him all the time. That could be it. He's there's a fundamental deep sadness though. With genuine. Also, look at his Instagram. That's the Instagram of a gay man. I'm just, I'm just like, <laughs> like it's a bunch wanna, of pictures of his face and beard and scriptures. And then, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's yo. And I'm saying that, and he does that face where he like sucks in his cheeks, you know. And listen, I lived with Solomon Giorgio for years. I lived with a gay guy. They do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just his face, his beard, and Bible scriptures. Which, I've learned this, there is nobody who loves God more than, like, you find a religious gay nigga, they're like the number one religious person. Like, they love God. They love God. They love that dude. They love, they, they love, they love that dude. Gay, gay niggas love God. Gay <laughs> niggas love God. I was watching. It. I'm telling you, that's why I like, and you know, that's why I like. You have to like when you find a church that accepts gay niggas for who they are, and lets them be. They are the most. They're the that church is lit. Yeah, that's a pretty good sign of a good church. Exactly. Go to a church with no gay people in it. That's a bad church, bro. It's yeah, not fun. I mean, because that. <laughs>
it's been so long since I've been to any church though that I can't even remember it. No, because uh, I remember like I remember when I was lived in Baltimore, I went to a church and like it was like I think it was like my first like black black church because I grew up a like, Catholic, African Catholic. Went to a black church and it was like there was like I remember the choir director, he was gay, but he made that he made that shit lit. Like he knew what the fuck he was doing. Like that shit is important, bro. Like guess oh. like, every church every church needs at least like one gay nigga. I think so. I think so. I think every social group needs at least one gay dude. Yeah, every every like I feel like a gay dude in every group. Yeah, you're right. It makes it it makes things better. My roommate, he told me there was <laughs> he used to go to this club, he said it was all gay thugs. <laughs> I know. Look at your face, right? Oh, you good. <laughs> he was like, he said they would be wearing jerseys and shit, just like kissing. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> Yo, yo, you <laughs> You ever watch one of those fucking? Uh, no, you ever listen to? You ever listen to UGK's album Riding Dirty? Yeah, I think about this shit all the time. This the skits on that album, it's just one dude in jail, just mad that he's watching two niggas kiss the entire time. Oh, I don't remember. I gotta go back and at listen. first because the first the first skit he's like, "Hey man, fresh from the pan, you know how it goes down. Trying to make work. Shout out to Pimp. Shout out to Bun." Is making it do what it do. Then the next skit is like, man, I saw two niggas tongue kissing, man. <laughs> they just in there, just full on tongue kissing. I, I can't do it, man. The next, the next skit, the next sketch is like, yo, these niggas are still kissing, man. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how they can keep kissing. And the third one is just like, why are these niggas out? These niggas, they say they real, but they still kissing. I'm like, yo, why are you still watching them kiss? Yo, I man, UGK had a lot of weird undertones. It did, but like that's why like you look at like I ever listen to um Pimp C's like is an interview he had with Atlanta Radio that's like legendary. No, I haven't heard it. Oh my god, like because basically Pimp C said Atlanta's not in the South, and people in Atlanta were just like people in Atlanta were like, no, that's the South, and he's like, no, 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 that's the East Coast, that's not Southern. Like the South is like Tennessee, Texas. Louisiana, Atlanta is the East Coast, and he just goes on and on and on and on. He says some wild shit. Like he says some shit that, like, if you listen to anything Boozy ever says, you're just like, oh, I get where you get it from. Boozy, man, I love that guy. I know it's, I know he's off color or whatever. I love, I love, I do, I love Boozy, man. I like, I like, I think he's the, he's one of the funniest people, but he also somebody that has stuff he has to like deal with because there are certain things that he's done that like, all right, first things first, you watch that video of him being like, yeah, I paid an older woman to suck my bo- suck my that son's dick. That wasn't even the first time he said that shit. That wasn't the first time, but he also said, I paid for her to suck his cousin's dick too. It's like, that's not even your kid. Like that's. Yeah, that was the crazy, that was, that was a wild. And he was, I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, bro, you should give a fuck. Like, what's that video? He also, you see the video where Boosie, where he was like, he was talking to somebody and he's like, I got more freaks than you. I got more freaks than you. I have a bitch come over to my house and fuck a horse. And it was like, (laughs) whoa. Where'd you get a horse? Bro, so many questions. So many questions. Also, yeah, it's like, no, nah, that's the thing about Boozy that, like, I don't want to get too deep into it because one day I'm, because uh, he, because he, he has, he has killed people. Well, allegedly, allegedly. Boozy's not afraid. Boozy is a gangster for real. All I can say about Boozy 
is that I saw a video of him talking about jail. And he was like, yeah, I woke up one day. I went to the bathroom. I went to the shower. And I, went to, I turned the corner in the shower. And I saw a nigga just riding dick. Face first. Balls swinging. And I was like, man, I want to go home, dog. <laughs> and he said that. She said that shit. And like... And then the this this the the, the D Wade shit he said about like his about his no, it's like I remember that shit made me laugh because you could see in his eyes how afraid he was. Uh, but it's not even it's like like he he's like he he can't like the dude he's a he won't allow himself to see outside of his comfort zone. But then again, like, he, he's a crazy he's a crazy life. Yeah, he, he had kidney cancer. Yeah, cancer. Yeah, I think he's, he's on death row. Like a certain set of rules that has kept him safe for so long. Exactly. You know what I'm so, saying? Like, so yes. like, yes, he can't to deviate from that would mean like you know life or death kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like he doesn't. So he said some shit. Like when he said don't cut. When he was talking about Zai, he said, "All right, the boy can be gay, but don't cut his dick." Like you could see he was so afraid. It's like that's not. That's not it. That's not how this works, Boozy. But then I saw him say this about Takashi. When Takashi started snitching, Boozy on his Instagram was just like, "I, right, I'm trying to find somebody to play Takashi in my movie. Who wants to get fucked?" And everyone was like, "Wait, what? You want somebody to play a Takashi type character who's in jail in, in his jail movie who gets fucked?" First of all, I have so many questions. <laughs> How he's making a movie? Is it gonna be like choices or like it's like a full length movie? A full length movie, but like yeah, I think it wants to be. It wants to be about about his life because to be fair, his life has been crazy. His life's been interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. He beat a murder case. Beat a murder case. He was, no, he was on. Yeah, he was on death row. A bunch of shit. You know what I mean? But it's just like, why do you need to have somebody get fucked? Like that doesn't make it. Listen, I'm not gonna pretend to know why Boosie does what he does. <laughs> I just think, I, I guess, I, I think, I, just, I think that, what, go on. No, I was just going to say, I know Boosie's wild, because that dude seems way older than me, and he's like three years older than me. Oh, yeah, Boosie's like, Boosie's like 36. Yeah, like, 30, 30, 30. yeah I'm 33. Yeah. Boosie, yeah, Boosie's super young, bro. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> That's the craziest part about he's that dude. 36. Yo, he's like a young man. <laughs> you know what it is? It's the haircut. That's what the, the haircut fade? is. That's what makes the also, yeah. also, also he the said he also lit. said the life he's lived aged him dramatically. Also, Boozy, like listen, we've talked we've talked about him so many times. Yo, Nick, we talk about Boozy a lot on our podcast. Yeah, we should probably stop. <laughs> we should probably stop. I'm like, I'm like afraid. <laughs> we talked about him so much. But what was I gonna say? But Boozy, I think the thing about Boozy. Is that he's just uh, he's a very horny man, right? And yeah. horny, and, but and the thing is that horny man energy, when it's not in the right place, is fucking horrifying. Every single like the man should never just be horny like out like horny on the internet or like talk like you have to be horny in a certain area at a certain like with this consent. Like all right, I know you're horny. I want to accept that shit. He's just horny all the fucking time. He is a really horny guy. That's a very horny guy, and that's that's a horny man is a danger because horny horniness is like gamma radiation. 
It's just like, it's good sometimes, but it's destructive more times than not. It's like a lot to deal with. Like, that's like the internet with me right now. It's like, everybody's so horny. I don't, it's like, it's like, it's like a, it's not a trustworthy energy. It's not. No, speaking of which, this, this, this happened. I said, my, my apartment, right? It's cool. I like my apartment. My building's cool. My roommates are cool. The neighbors are cool. Except there was one neighbor I have who, from time to time, he invites dudes from Grinder to come over at any hour of the night. And then they go to his room and then they go for like 20 minutes and then they leave. That's thing that happens. I'm not saying no names on none of that. But the thing is, when he tells them to come, he tells them, oh, the door is unlocked. Just walk into my room. Whoa. So, yeah. The problem with that is that uh, sometimes they go to the wrong apartment and sometimes that door is unlocked and sometimes they're walking to the wrong room. And every time that's happened, that's been my room. <laughs> so it's so, dude. <laughs> so it's like, so this is horny man. It's just like, I just, like I'm standing, I'm sitting here, and this is this is like a horny man energy just like comes into my fucking like that's no, that's fucking like. But luckily, it happened. It happened last. It happened last night. It happened last night, and I was lucky because like I was up. I was wearing like a Gucci Mane shirt and some basketball shorts, and I had a, I had like a snap that I had a fitted on, so I'm tatted up, just sitting looking, just up looking crazy. So when the dude tried to walk in the room, I was like, "What the fuck?" The guy ran out so fast that I was like, "Cause that's it's, like it's a, that's like about to fuck energy too." Yeah, that's about it's a bear horny man. It's so scary, bro. <laughs> that shit is yo, cause it's just like in his in his mind, all the the boxes are checked. Yep. Door unlocked. I came up to the floor. The lights on. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's the rap. He's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's scary as shit. And imagine going from like horny man energy to being like, yo, I'm about to like, because then you walk in, you realize the other person there is not horny, and you might have to like now you go from horny to I have to fight. Yeah, that's a quick. Would you? Would do you want? Do you want to like? Do you want to fight? You know, remember back in the day when Mike Tyson used to say shit like, "I want like he's like you, you're sweet." I'll make you kiss me with those big, those big lips. It was because he's like, I'm going to tell you when I'm fighting you, I'm horny too. That's scary. Like, fighting a horny man is horrifying. Yeah. Mike Tyson is horny as hell. That's what's that, that's, that's made him scary. He was a horny, horny guy. He was horny. 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 Yeah, exactly. And it's like, he was like 19 when he was 19. Oh my God. <laughs> that's already crazy horny. And that's already 19, 19 with a hundred million dollars. How are you not horny at that at that point? You can't do. That's like, I don't think I would have made it. I think we're all the like the fact that he's still alive. Yeah, I think the fact that he made it through somehow, like you know. Also, Mike Tyson wasn't the guy who had like any sort of like media training or really seemingly home training. <laughs> nah, it was what's crazy and what sucks though is just like you go back and watch his old interviews. He was saying really smart shit. He's saying like you watch his interviews and shit. He'll say some shit like he might say a word to word or two wrong, but he's talk when he, he talks about these deep philosophical things. Yeah. Like oh, the, they'll talk about Sun Tzu or some shit like that and understand like war. And he, he's a smart guy, but he's a boxer with gold teeth who's from the hood and just has horny energy all the time. He does always seem horny, man. He's always fucking horny. Like you ever hear the locks tell that story about Mike Tyson? No. The Eve story. <laughs> Bro, 
Yo, Mike Tyson smashed Eve? No, he didn't. Mike Tyson walked up to Eve and said, yo, I'd fuck the shit out of you. And then the locks had to sit back and they had to figure out, all right, we have to stab oh, Mike. They were they're like, we have to, like, we have to stab Mike Tyson. Right. And they were like, but then they were like, fuck, how do we attack Mike Tyson? So they were like, all right, Sheik, you go first. Because if you get hit, you're the biggest. You could probably take this shit. And me and stuff, they had to strategize what, because they were so afraid that we have to, we have to fight them. Man, that's fucked up. What, so wait, how did it end? What happened? I don't know. I think they just, like, they, they didn't fight him. I think he just, I think maybe he was like, I'm sorry, I was bugging. But still, it was like Mike, or like there's the Mike Joel Santana shit. I can't. There's a video of Mike with the with camera on Joel, all upset, and Mike puts his arm around Joel's right. He puts his arm around him. Then they're posing for the picture. He lifts Joel's other hand to put it into a gang sign, and you can see on Joel's face like, "What is happening? This is wrong. I don't. Like, I would put it on my. What, I put. What's Joel's gonna do to Mike Tyson? What's anybody in Dipset gonna do to Mike Tyson? Nothing. Well, this is this is weirdly specific, but uh, Will Smith told me a story that, yeah, 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 crazy, right? Will Smith told me a story that he asked Mike Tyson to punch him at like ten percent, right? Like just like he said, he said, just give me ten percent on it, and he and Will Smith was like braced. He said it like shifted his back. He had trouble sleeping for months afterwards. Oh my god, bro. It's like no joke. Like, <laughs> yeah. but just imagining Mike Tyson punch Will Smith is the funniest. <laughs> no, what, 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 what year? What year was it? What year was it? He said it was like Fresh Prince era. <laughs> so imagine Mike Tyson punching Fresh Prince Will Smith. Yo, he flies back like Jazz. <laughs> jazz. I was gonna say the same shit. <laughs> Quincy Jones was there. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. What was that? What was that? What was that? What was that? Quincy was betting on it. Yeah, um, yo, Quincy saw Quincy saw that, and like they put they put it into every episode. Bro, I love Quincy Jones. But Quincy's the greatest. But all right, I'm getting a sign that says my internet is unstable, so we gotta keep this moving. I gotta ask you, Dave, what's going on in your life right now? That you need a song for? Whew. I mean, I think just like I need some uplifting shit right now, man. Everything is like on hold. The whole world is on. Hold, so I need some like, I need some like peace, like find peace within yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got that. Find some peace. You know what I mean? You got because the world is super crazy, and especially like because you have the Corona shit. Then you got this shit with like, oh, cops are still shooting niggas. Every fucking like, yeah, man. If I gotta watch any more of those fucking videos. Yeah, I no, I feel the same way. I can't. I, I I don't. I don't watch any of that shit. I can't watch that shit. And I always feel bad because I see people who are like so eloquent who can express their pain and disgust. With me, I'm like, I'm just sick of seeing this shit. Yeah, I can't. I also cannot like. It's hard to like. I don't have the words for it. Yeah, other not that. Than, yeah. Other than it's just like whatever that all-consuming anger is you have, just like. Being a black man in America, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know that feeling, especially. Yeah. And um, actually, today I was sitting, I was trying to relax because I, I was so tense about this shit. Today, like, I was just like, I had to take a nap. I was just fucked up. So what I did was like, I was playing Animal Crossing, and I put on an album that 
I think like when I first came out, I didn't respect it. I didn't appreciate it for what it was. But since then, it's grown a lot for me. Uh, I put on to pimp. I put on to pimp a butterfly, right? Okay. And I played the song "I." So nigga, you find the song "I" by Kendrick Lamar yep. off the pimp a butterfly. That shit. That song is. That was the lead off single, right? It was lead off single, and it was like. And I think about when it first came out, I was like, oh, this is like an upbeat, cheery song. I was like, yeah, this is cool. But then it's like the placement on the album is the second to last song. So basically, he's like, the whole album is just like Kendrick dealing with his level of celebrity, dealing with the problems in the black community, and looking to Pac being like, bro, people, people are calling me a leader. People are calling me like this and calling me that. I want to live my life. How did you do it? I know you were, I heard you were conflicted. I heard you were like, how, like, how did you, the power you had, what did you do? And he's talking and he's talking and he's going through all this. Then he gets to, to this song, which is just like, you know what? At the end of the day, I still love myself as a black man. I still love my experience. I love, I love where I came from. This is like, I'm not defined by the sadness in my life. No, I am defined by the happiness that I, I managed to give myself. Damn. Now I got, I got to go back and listen to that album. I, lo- yeah. I like the song. I remember when I first listened to that album. That album is thick, right? It's thick as shit. Like, it's like, what's the word pedantic? It's like, so I never thought about the placement of that song. I do love that song, though. I love that video, too. Yeah. I feel the same way, bro. Man, I love that video. It, but the song and the the song and the album they serve a purpose. Cause like when I first heard it, I remember when I first heard it, it was before. I think it was like the last year of Obama and shit. It was like it's kind of like Kendrick knew some shit was really gonna go down. Yo, that's a really good point. It was almost like right when it came out, we almost didn't need it at that point. We didn't. Yeah, we did. We didn't need it at all. Cause like it was so like, man, those Obama years. We didn't. I didn't even. We didn't even know how good it was, man. Yeah, that's why when the Mike Brown shit happened. We were like, God, and the Trayvon Martin, Mike Brown shit. We were like, God damn. Still. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah! I was such an idiot during Obama, man. Oh yeah, so was I, bro. I remember when the Coney shit happened. I was like, you got to do something, guys. Yeah, like I was out here thinking. I thought, I thought what everybody else thought before Trump got elected. I thought shit was sweet during Obama. I was like, how bad could it? You know what I mean? We got a black president. Like we're on. Yeah, we're lit, bro. We're fucking lit. Like it's fucking cool. Like, we got a black president. I'm out here fucking white bitches, and there's no problem. Like, no, I'm saying our president can hoop. Like our president can ball. Our president can ball. Our president gives dap. He talks to rappers. Yo. I put my finger. I put my finger in a girl's butt in a in a Hell's Angels bar. I was like, I'm unstoppable. Because you were unstoppable, bro. I made. So, I was so reckless during Obama. It was like I was president. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's how. Yeah, that, yeah, that's how it felt. We were like, yo, and then. Shit was, went, yeah. And this album came out. This album came out. And I was like, damn, nigga. Like, it's, I, I remember I was like, Kendrick, why'd you ruin my mood? I do remember feeling that way when this album, when that album came out. I do remember, I just remember being like, what? Yeah, what's the, because it, it was so different from Mad City. Yeah, it was. It was like, which now we know that's how good of an artist he is, right? That he just comes out something completely different. But exactly. Yeah, I wasn't ready for it. Now is probably the time for to pimp a butterfly. It definitely is. Like, I listened to it today. It was so worth it. And um, for a long time, I remember I was just like, I don't want to listen to this Kendrick shit. Because what you mean? Like, because I was like, first of all, I think 
I went through all my, my mood music, my moody, like, I want to be super lyrical shit when I was younger, when I was in high school, the g Dep shit and Joe Budden shit. I was like, I'm good. And then, like, I got older and I was like, I'm just a bummer to be around. And I'm not, like, I want to get women. Yo, you can't, that's not what that music is. That's not what that music is. Joe Budden Yeah, Joe Budden. <laughs> that's that. That's that. No, that was the reason I ended up really, I stopped being a huge Joe Budden fan because I was like, you don't make music to get women, but you have a ton of women. I have no women, and I'm a fan of you. Yeah, what is what? What's going on? Well, something, something, something's gotta give. Yo, because it's like, cause you, you get that with artists sometimes, where it's like, are you just feeding me some shit, and you're on some other shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Right. That's how I felt about fucking. That's how I, when when Future came out and said I don't do actually do all those drugs, I was just like, come on, bro. That shit, man. I don't know if I can. Is this a crazy take? I don't know if I can handle Future. Like that's not a bad take. Like, I like even the new album is good, but it's just like I feel the same way about the weekend where I'm like, man, I can't be listening to, to this. Is that yeah. Mean? I feel you, bro. Because it's like, I think it's also because like, I think this is a, this is a, this is a thing that happens that I think as hip hop gets older, because it's still it's a, it's a very it's, it's it's under 100 years old. So it's yeah, like, I mean, we have our first. The oldest rappers haven't died yet. Exactly. Well, yeah, they haven't died yet, and um, we're going through a weird thing where it's like the rappers that are out aren't making music for us anymore. They're making for they're making music for younger people, and we, we've aged out of that shit. Cause I swear, if you're like, if you were 20 when Future first came out, like 20 when he first came out with like, like you know, March Madness and all that shit. Yeah. At this point, you're still like, yeah, I'm with it. I'm 25, 26. I, of course, you can still do drugs, treat women like shit. That shit's still cool. But when you're like 32, 33, 34, 35, listen to this shit, you're like, okay, bro, like you should go to therapy. Like that's not, yeah, like this isn't a good, it's not a good way to live. You're like you're like a kid. You you sound childish. You sound childish. It's like you haven't learned from your mistakes. But do you not feel like there is a level of rap that is for people in their mid thirties now? Yeah, I hundred percent no, believe that. I hundred percent believe that. I look. That's what. Maybe not the hits or whatever. You know, it's they could still be like some hits. It's just like uh, you just gotta. For me, I think it's got, I, I just pick and choose. Also, it's like yeah, like yeah, look at it differently because I think when we, when I was younger, I looked to I looked to music as being purely like I need this to make me feel better. I need this medicinally. I need this. I need this. And then I got older and I was like, oh well, I want to feel like this. Like I can go back. I can listen to NBA YoungBoy and shit and be like, oh, this is lit. This is dope. I can enjoy that shit. I can listen to Gucci. Like oh, this is fucking great. I like I know now different mu- different music is for different modes when we were young when we were kids and shit it was like you had two three cds like i remember and so you had you had a cd and no matter how you were feeling you had to find a song on that cd yup now it's like i've listened to the blueprint for like every single emotion exactly and <laughs> yeah and i think but that's but that's where that's where jay is an all-time great because jay you go to any of his albums he, he does that he jay does that well and any album so whenever you're going through he's got he's got music for that shit but then it's like you got newer artists and shit i think some people they do it well some people they can kind of like they understand shit like uh 
Future still got some shit. Like, like I think like if you listen to it right, it's good. Drake, Drake actually like if you listen to like some of his, some of Drake shit, Drake is he's rapping as a thirty three year old man. I think so too, man. I saw an article somebody wrote recently where they were making like the the opposite of that point, and I didn't I didn't agree with it. I think the white was it a white person who wrote it? No, no, that was the crazy thing. It was like it was what was his point? I'll, I'll send you the article, but like I think Drake is like I think Drake is as far as somebody actually reflecting on what they're going through. I think that he's pretty good about that because so many rappers are like, you know what I mean? Like I love it and all, but Pusha T after a while, it's like okay, but like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, Pusha T. Admittedly, I think he admits it himself. Pusha T is very one note. I yeah. sell coke, but it'll be the best one note you hear. So good at it. He's so so good at it. Yeah. Do you want to hear Pusha T? Do you want to hear Pusha T talk about his emotions and shit? I want. Oh. I feel like I want to know that he can't has that range, but maybe that's like it's also that's not what he does. You know what I mean? No, nah, he did have one song. Modes, you know? Yeah, he, does, he did have. I think he lets it out with the ugh. That's how you know how <laughs> Don't, I'm not gonna lie though. I I make that noise. Well, I used to make that noise in my job every day, at least like six times a day during meetings like hey guys welcome to like you know it's the friday rap hooray and i'm like ugh, like ugh, ugh. it's such like, a good yo as i've gotten yeah as yeah yeah, yeah. And also as i've got as i've gotten older it's got like my ugh has gotten better yeah it aged like ugh. i remember the first time he, i remember the first time he did it it was on what happened to that boy before like during his was verse, that the first time he did it that's the first time that's the first time i heard it i was like oh shit this is different Man, I loved that song, even with Baby. Yeah, Baby kind of, yeah, Baby did. Like, also, uh, Baby, that song is partly where the whole Drake Pusha T beef started. Because they were on that song with Baby, right? They were there. They went to New Orleans with Baby. Baby didn't pay, Baby didn't pay them niggas. They didn't, he didn't pay. I don't think he paid. He some shady shit happened there. Yo, that and dude is a villain, bro. That dude's a villain, but I think so. I think he's also. I think he's like also like out, he's he's not as, he's not in as much control of his money as he wants he wants you to believe. I don't think that's my just my guess. But then oh, after that, right? So they're not getting paid, right? In the meantime, they're having their problems with Jive. You know, what I mean, they're having problems with the record label. Then uh, Lil Wayne comes out. Lil Wayne has the Carter Two. And Carter too, he's wearing all bape shit, you know what I mean? And it's a different sound. And that's when Malice and Pusha had Mr. Me Too. We were just like, that was a diss to Lil Wayne. You watch the video, they're like, oh, you did this, you're like me too. That's why, that's why in the video, you got you got another nigga there. There's another nigga in the video whose whole thing is that like he's dressing like them, moving like them. Also, another cameo in the video is uh Gilly the Kid from Major Figures from Philly. All Willie right? the Squid. <laughs> Yeah, Willie, yeah, Willie the Squid, <laughs> Gilly the Kid, yeah, Gilly, Gilly, right? Major he, Figures was great, by the way. They were. Gilly's a legend. Gilly wrote, well, I don't know if he ghost wrote, but he did help Wayne out. He helped. He wrote for Cash Money. He wrote for Cash Money, right? He was going through his own thing with them at the same time. Also, in Major Figures was a nigga. In, I think he's either, either he was either in Major Figures or he's an affiliate. That was Ab Liva. Ab Liva. Ab Liva was great too. Ab Liva was great. Still is. Ab Liva rolls with who? The Clips. 
Oh shit. You got it for cheap. So now it's like, so now you got these two niggas that are like, man, baby didn't do this, that, and do that. Then you got Gilly just like, yo, I went through a similar thing. And now it's like you watch Mr. Me Too video, Gilly's in that motherfucker. They're making fun of Wayne and shit. That's where shit's shit starting to like shit starting shit starting there. It's slow, but right. it's, it's, it's there. Like, and then you yeah, that starts the disdain, right? Like that's what they yeah, up to- and then it goes to Drake and Exodus. The, the song Exodus, what's it, Exodus three sixteen or whatever. Yeah, the Exodus yeah. basically. That's not. It's not. I don't think it's really him dissing Drake as much as him like warning him like, bro, these dudes are gonna fuck you over. Yo, he did. Yeah, it was like was cause that's. I think about that song a lot. Like it wasn't like the tone wasn't like that negative, right? It wasn't. It's just like the niggas ain't dying for you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like contracts all fucked up. Like, like, man. You signed to another nigga who signed to another nigga, you signed to another nigga, and that's God, bad luck. luck. Yeah. So that's where it's so that's where it happened. And then it's like, and then Drake did go through his own shit with baby and them. And I think I don't know, I don't know what happened in between all that, but then Push it was like, you know, I'm gonna apply more, I'm gonna I'm gonna apply more pressure. Yo. And he did. How do you feel about that? You feel like he, I feel like he got him though. Oh, that was, you know, what he, what he did, that is a, fu- that's a fucking, Pusha T is a villain. That yeah. is a bad guy. <laughs> Yo, he, <that> was like, <laughs> I don't think I have heard a diss record where, that made me feel like that before. You Yo, know I, mean? I felt just cold in my chest. It was like everything he said was just like, God damn. I remember I ran to the barbershop I was at and I was like, bro, this shit just came out. And we all listened to it and we were just like, because first of all, infrared, infrared, he was kind of just, yeah, he was like talking, like he was talking about, he was talking about Drake and shit. Like you don't write your shit. And then Drake was like, all right, well, here's my diss back because, you know, you can't talk. I'm, I'm top dog. How dare you do that? Drake, I, read, I was reading this, I, was, I read this in a book today, how sometimes you don't want to fight but you don't have a choice there are people who are afraid of fighting but they have to but they know they don't have a choice and whether whether you don't want to or not so that so drake he sent a shot at him he didn't want he didn't he didn't want to do that he had no choice yeah because what else is he gonna do what else is he gonna do and then the man push it was like oh i got him he and did. he came out that was that disc was it was evil it was just it was like <laughs> the blackface picture that was real. Oh man, secret son. Talk See, you, you are hiding a child. That boy come home. Man, I was like, oh, and messed up thing. the Adidas rollout campaign. Ruined his whole yeah, money. yeah, yeah. Because it was called added on. That was that was yo. Yeah. <laughs> and when people said that Drake wanted, to, Drake said like he wanted he he was really like he was super pissed off. Like he wanted to say some crazy shit. He wanted to do some crazy. I I believe him. I believe that in that moment, Drake wanted to kill Pusha T. Oh yeah, that song is like that. That's it was so personal. Like it was just me. It was just awful. It was, it was so mean. <laughs> it was so mean. Like you're just like, why are you doing this? Yo, it like, but then Drake outfamoused him. That's how he did. But oh, but he did say, yo, your your best friend is dying. That man is six six. Six six. 
Like, oh my god! Yo, did you ever watch? Did you ever watch Pusha T on? Um, I think it was either Joe Bun's. No, it was on Joe Bun's podcast. Yeah, where he's talking about where he was said that it was forty or no? Yeah, yeah, it, it was somebody. It's it, it was it was somebody in his group, and yeah, it, was it was somebody's just, girl, right? Like, yeah. somebody was telling their girl shit, and then she told him. Oof, that shit makes me chilly, bro. That shit was bad. <laughs> Oh, did he freeze again? Oh, no. Yeah, I froze for a second. I froze for a second. Oh, but, he... but yeah, then also like when he was like, "Oh, you came." When he's like, when when Jake was when he's like, "Oh, so Drake, you talked to my fiance." I was like, "Why are you talking about my fiance? Why are you talking about a married couple?" Oh, it's because you don't have a good relationship with your dad. Yeah, man. And I was just like, "You have like you have to you have to shoot like you have to shoot him. You can't, bro. That's like." <laughs> What's that video of 50 saying that? Where he's like, you got to kill him. You yeah. Gotta, you got to kill this man. Like, what, are, what else are you going to do? Because that, that shit is like, he said a lot of foul shit. That's the scary thing about even like 50. Because 50 and, 50 and Pusha had similar qualities in the sense of like, both of them, when they're at their peak dissing, it was like the only way to stop this from happening is you have to try, you have to kill me. Yeah. Like, 50, it would be, yeah. Yeah, 50 with fucking Ja Rule and shit, it was just like, you, I'm not going to stop talking. You're not going to out-rap me. You have to kill me. You have to. And I know you're not, I know you're not going to kill me. I know, I know you're not going to do it. Me. So I'm going to keep... So 50 or die trying is like, he meant that shit. Like, he meant or die. Yeah, he meant that shit. Also, he's like a, he was like fucking Jason Voorhees. Like, they shot at him. He got back up and came back stronger. They stabbed him. He got back. He got up, got back stronger. And then Ja Rule said, I, I remember Ja Rule said, I make hit, like, oh, that's, that's, bad. that's bad impression. He's like, I make hit records. I don't know him. I make hit records. And then 50 started making hit records. Yeah. 50 Cent is unfadable, bro. He's unfadable. And then he got, the worst part was, he got Buster Rhymes to put the final knife to the back. Yo, that shit, man. 50 is like, I think he might be the coldest out. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I just, I just, I just read his book. I just read his book, his newest book. How it was? That good. is, it's, uh, it's good. It's just like, Fifty has gotten to a level of evil that I can only compare to like, a Fortune five hundred CEO. Like he's just, it's, it's like he talks about rap. The way like Bill Gates talks about Microsoft, like the monopoly shit. It's but instead of being like, all right, I crossed the competition, like I, I destroyed, like you know, I bought them out. It's kind of like, oh, so like I just exposed this. I, like I told y'all, rule. No matter what's gonna happen, I'm gonna keep pressing them, and pressing them, and pressing them. Or Tierra Marie, I didn't. He said about Tierra Marie, he's like, I didn't need the money. There's no, I, I didn't need that money. That was a message to everybody that owes me money. That if you owe me money, I am relentless. He is though. Yeah. He is, though. You've seen it on Instagram. Yep. He said, he's like, and he said, I do that on Instagram, and I'm telling you, people owe me money, they pay me back because they see what I've done to other people. That's like he's, like, publicly shaming people. Yes. Could you imagine somebody being like, I'm going to ruin your life because I want to prove to this other person? Yeah. Um, it's like the, it's like a more evil, it's like a more evil version of the movie Whiplash. It's just like, I'm going to play mind games. Then don't get in bed with with the devil. You know what you I mean? don't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I just, good money, man. Yeah, it's kind of like 
you ever listen like Project Pat? Like his old music, his music is always just like, I had a connect and then I robbed the connect. And it's like, it, but it's like, why do you keep- That is an animal. <laughs> yeah, he is. It's also like, bro, why would you keep, why people keep, but think about it, every album, someone new does business with him. It's like, why? Yeah, Project Pat, man, that dude's scary. That's a terrifying, yo, he has a song, stick him up, stick him up, stick him up, stick him up, gun him down, gun him, like, oh, my God. he just robs people. You know he's like six seven or some shit too. Right? That's a big. That's a very big. That's he oh, was, a big black. Yo. <laughs> yo, bro. Imagine being like, all right, you want like want to be hard? You have to be in jail with that. Not worth it. That's not even a game I I, I could play. I yeah. I just get. I get. I that's like I get sad. I think I get scared. I think about like I see those niggas like, they, they, like wait he was in jail. That's what jail yeah. looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that's who's that. Bro. <laughs> it's just a bunch of big ass big ass project pats like yeah yeah that aren't that, that yeah big ass project pats who had like just it's also full of horny man energy it's like really the worst place i mean like, <laughs> like, that's why as i said before like yo it's i just like i don't want to see a white woman yeah I, I, I think prison is fucked up but it's like seeing a white woman Who's about who's preparing to go to jail and just thinking about that has to be that's entertaining. That's entertaining to me. Like Lori Laughlin's walking to prison, just thinking Aunt about Becky, that. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. Like you'll be fine, but it's still like, yeah, you're yeah, one, you're one of them now. She'll go to rich people prison anyways. But I feel I think I still think that even in rich people prison, I feel like they still like go crazy and shit. I mean, you're still locked up, but I think Club Fed is pretty reasonable. You know what I mean? I feel I, like rich people prison is like going to rehab more than it is like. Maybe, but like, I, look, look right now, look at quarantine now, right? We're all like, we're stuck in a house. We have like, we're stuck in a house and it sucks. It sucks. We're stuck in a house. We get to see maybe one, two of our friends. We have the internet. We have video games. We got porn. We can order food. And if you, if, and also if we really need to, if we, if we really need to leave, we can leave and it's still miserable. Yeah, but jail is like jail is like no, you can't go anywhere. You can't leave. You can't control the lights. Yo, I never thought about that part. You can't control the, You can't control the lights. Damn. Like you ever you ever take a you ever take a really big shit and it's like I'm vulnerable and like you're just in like you just sit there like covering like oh I'm so vulnerable this is painful I'm at my I'm at my weakest most my weakest state there is somebody else in the room watching the entire time. Ugh. Yeah, that's horrible, man. That's fucking horrifying, bro. Ugh. Yeah, and you, you don't have the internet. Like, I was thinking about jail, and I was like, I couldn't have my retainer. No, you couldn't have your retainer. You couldn't... Hold on, I have to plug my computer in. I'll yeah. be right back. Hold on.
anyways, yeah, yeah, no retainer in jail, bro. No retainer, no retainer. Like I, you know, like uh, I think it was what Sunday night. I went to sleep and I just woke up super depressed and I didn't know why. And I was trying to figure out what was going on. I was like, am I sad? Am I sick? And I looked and I was like, oh no, my essential oil machine was just empty. <laughs> yeah, this is a whole different life, bro. I'm like, yo, I can't, I can't. I'm not going to jail, bro. You know what I think about jail too is I think for me the hardest part is like, you can't, you, you can't ever get caught slipping. No, ever. Time. You fuck up one day and just be like, man, this is really a lot and it's getting to me and you cry or some shit. <laughs> like, imagine you're in there for like 10 years. You can't slip up once, once. Oh, I remember 50 Cent said on a song, he was like, it's wet pillows in prison. Niggas cry in the dark. Because they, if, they, if they do it in the day, niggas will question their heart. It's like, God damn, bro. He didn't go to prison though. He went there, but he still was jail. He still was. He was in jail. Yeah, that's fair. Also, it's like you're in jail. Like, I, I thought he went to like shock boot camp. I think he went, maybe he was a juvenile. Yeah, that could be part of it. So yeah. I think it was. Yeah. But still, it's like also juvenile sounds. Juvenile might be worse. Imagine being like, because horny male energy at like thirty is scary, but horny well, teenage male energy. I had a bunch of friends who went to juvie when I was a kid, and it sounded horrible. <laughs> the Marvin J. Foot Center. It sounded terrible. Yeah, I don't, you, don't want, you don't want any parts of that shit. No, because kids don't even, like, kids, 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 kids are, like, they want to fight anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to, like, just to do it. Like, yeah, I remember my friend said he was in there, and he saw a kid stab another kid with a pencil. I was like, man, I'm going to class. <laughs> Bro, fuck that. <laughs> whatever trajectory, whatever, tra me and you got to be on different paths. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I can't, I can't do that shit. No, man, you crazy. And now it's even worse. Because they all got that shit in, in, in the prison population, COVID, because they can't social distance. Have you been reading about that? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, they all, they're all yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Yeah, I did see on like I saw one a prison basketball game like that was they're on lock they weren't on lockdown but they were like in like the the main like like there's the, the cells right then they have the little like lounge area they set up like a wicker basket and they, they were playing basketball man. and they had a they had a phone snuck in that shit looked that shit actually was pretty dope like I've seen some prison shit. Where it's like with the phone sneaking in does look lit. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like they have like flat screens. It's on. They had like they were playing like two K. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, just like chilling. But yeah. juice isn't worth the squeeze. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I could not. Yeah, juice isn't worth the squeeze. I like that. I like that. Yeah, man. It's, it's that's just not for me. That's not for me either. All right, bro. This is the final segment of the show. Thank you for. First of all, I want to thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for dealing with the, the technical difficulties that I was having earlier. Shout out to Spectrum because I'm gonna be on the phone with them for the next like 15, 20 minutes. Um, I gotta ask you for help with a thing that I'm going through. All right. And only um, a song for that. Okay. So let's see what's on my mind. Uh, I think right now I saw, this actually isn't a bad thing. It's actually a pretty good thing. Um. Right now, I'm sitting back, and I'm happy about how who my friend group is. You know, who am I? Who I associate with? My peers, the people that I talk to. Like 
when I was a kid, the whole stand-up thing seemed so distant and so far away. But now I look and it's like I have so many talented, good friends, good brothers around me and shit like that. And I take a lot of pride in my friends' accomplishments, right? Right. I'm trying to figure out a way. So I'm trying to figure out a way to celebrate my friends with but without without it being like uncomfortable. Like you don't want it to be overly you you were you don't want it to be like overly emotional. Is that what you mean? Not overly emotional, but just like just I want I want to do it in a way that's just like because sometimes I'm like oh shout out to my friends, shout out to my homies, and my mom would be like you know, you are right. You sound you sound like you're down. I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm down on myself. I want to like big my people up. Like for example, I think like Nick is great. I think Nick is super funny, talented dude. I'm happy we do the podcast together and shit like that. And I want to share that energy with the world. I don't want it to sound like, hey, I suck and Nick is great. Right, right. Like, you don't want to do it at the expense of yourself. Yes. Like, how do I celebrate my friends without diminishing myself? Hmm. That's a very specific problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I've been, I've been on this podcast since, like, October, bro. My, yeah, my, know, my, problems, get, my problems get super specific. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Any genre, right? Any genre. It doesn't have to be rap. I mean, that's kind of like my wheelhouse. I don't know that much other yeah, songs. Yeah, it could be rap, too. It could be rap, too. I think... You want to big up your friends... Did you ever listen to Paul Wall and Chameleon Air? No, I never. I never. The, the color change. The color changing click. When I they, never listened to those. Yeah, back when they did tapes together, though, before Chameleon Air got the deal. I never did. But I there. I fucked with that. Sh- I fucked with Texas rap for some reason in high school a lot. Cause it's dope. Texas rap is dope. Yeah. Shit. So there's one song on. So they did a tape called Controversy Sells because you know they were like yeah. they used to rap together and then they weren't friends anymore or some shit. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, actually, I have, I know, I know a lot about that story. It's, I think, it's, I think those, because I, I saw their interview, they interviewed each other, and how they squashed that shit. It's beautiful. Is that on YouTube? I haven't seen that. It's like it's like it's, not, it's in it's in print. Okay, yeah, I'll read that. But uh, the first tape that they had that came out afterwards was called Controversy Cells. Yeah. So it's like on the on the cover of the tape, it's like a picture of each of them, but it's like ripped up, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, corny mixtape. Oh, that's sick. But uh, there's a song on there called I'm True, and that like feels like that would hit you where you don't want to be hit. Word, that's what I need. And there's two, though. There's two. Re- there's like, there's the one that's just Lil Flip and Chameleon Air, and then there's the one with like Lil Flip, uh, fifty fifty little twin. That's not the one you want. The little flip, chameleon air, and Paul Wall. I'm true. Yeah, let's play that shit. Yeah, but yo, like that interview, it's crazy because they both kind of did the same thing. Where they were just like, I. Um, I'm sorry because like I saw your success and I felt like I was inadequate compared to it. So, oh, 
So like, yeah, so I had to like, so I felt like I had to separate myself to go harder. And they're both just like, nah, bro, like, you were not, nah, you were doing great. I want to be like you, like, nah, bro. I was trying to get like you because you like, because Chameleonaire is like, nah, bro, you, you're the first one to pop. You had drive slow. You had all that shit. You were doing so well. And then Paul Wall is like, you had ride, you had riding dirty. And I've never had a song that big. Not even close. Yeah. So they're both just like, I felt awkward around you. That's crazy because they were like, they both seem like good guys too. Yeah, they are. Paul Paul Wall, like, Paul Wall seems like good people. Paul Wall is one of those white dudes that like you can tell, you can tell he loves black people with all of his heart because on Mother's Day, he posts his mother-in-law instead of his actual mom. That's crazy. Gary Owen does the same. Gary Owen does the same thing. Gary, like, Gary was like, "Happy Mother's Day to the mother of my queen." That black, like, all right, you like. You know. yeah, yeah, it's so interesting, guys like that, where it's like you never hear anything about the white part of their family. Like, oh, Paul Wall is from an entirely white family. Yeah, it's a, that's a very white man. Yeah, 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 but like he never comes up. Yeah, I when he first dropped, we were, nobody nobody was like, look at that white dude. It was like, oh, that's just Paul. Yeah, he was like, because he was with everybody. He was with, he was with the shit. He was with the shit. And from what I hear, Paul like, Wall was the one. He was like the more popular one than the millionaire, as far as yeah. people liking. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you can tell by his features and shit. Paul Wall's features, like he was on, he was on everybody's shit. Like everybody just was like, oh shit, it's Paul. Yeah. yeah. He, he also he made he made he made grills for people. Yo, still makes grills. He owns like, man, those southern dudes are rich in a way that I think a lot of rappers are. I know, because I think they understand, like, the Texas niggas, I think Texas and Memphis niggas, they understand, like, the music can't be my only form of revenue. Right. Like, I have to do more. Like, like all those guys stay independent for so long. Yeah, they stay independent. Then they own like a they they'll own like a Roy Rogers or some shit like a Roy Ro- or a Hardee's. I heard Cam does too. Though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cam, yeah, Cam has Cam does that shit. Like that's those are good ways to make bread because it's like the music's gonna the music's gonna sell the music. Let's say Cam right on a yearly basis, he might make like two hundred thousand yearly. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm low, I'm low, ball, I'm a low ball on it. But then it's like, all right, you got residuals, you got residuals. So the tour, like I say, tour money is like two hundred thousand. Residuals, then you got all of his franchises and shit like that. It probably goes up to like maybe six hundred, seven hundred k. Yeah, and merchandise. Exactly. Like, you know he's getting yeah, he does like yeah, he's chill, like, he's so he's good, he's chilling, and I like that. Like, I look at other rappers, I'm like, oh, like, that's maybe that's me being older. Is uh, because I've been thinking about this with uh, with comedy lately. It's like this thing of like, yeah, when you get older, you start to realize you're like. When I was younger, I just thought success was being like white hot. Don't it turn down a little bit? But you know what I'm saying though. Yeah. When I was a younger, like I was like, oh man, if I could just be the biggest comic, that's like the point. And then now it's like, no, it's these people who have these little jobs that you don't even know about. That's like the, that's like, 
like even yeah like we were talking about the other day like vo and shit like that is like yeah that's the kind of shit like where you can make that money like that. yeah that shit or even like like a dude like fred willard bro worked till he died exactly worked till he died but it was never like oh my god fred willard is the hottest star nope. it was it was just like he was the dude everybody liked and he's he was hilarious the whole time. And if you look at his like filmography or whatever, he was in a bunch of shitty shit. He's <laughs> he's a bunch of trash. But like whatever, because he's funny and like he worked the whole time. Like. He worked the whole time, and it was like he also crossed so many different levels. Like niggas love niggas love Fred Willard so because of the Boondocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yo, the fact that he even did the boondocks is incredible. You know what I mean? Yeah, he did that. Like, he was in How High. Yo, he was in How High. He, that's great. That's like such a testament to his career that he could do that and then go do like, you know, those Christopher Guest movies, which are funny, but are also the whitest shit. Oh, oh my God. Fucking what's it? I remember, yo, my first, like my first white girlfriend, she showed me Best in Show. And my mind was blown at how funny it was. That was the whitest movie I've ever. (laughs) That's the whitest. But it's like, but it's like, it's so white. It's like they're making fun of three different kinds of white. I was like, God damn. Yeah, that movie is like hilarious. And so, yeah, you're right. So white. So white. But it's like, but Fred Willard also, but Fred Willard was fucking fantastic in that. Hilarious. He's. Hilarious and Anchorman. Who was he in Anchorman? He was the boss. The head boss. Oh, like, yeah. His son was wilding. So he would all have all those ad libs where he's like, oh, yeah, it seems my youngest was on something called PCP. He <laughs> shot a gun at the school or whatever. You know what I, mean? I, remember, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yo, Fred Willard was great. Yo, Fred Willard was fucking great. Even like the last major thing, I think you should leave. That one episode. That's what I'm saying. That guy. Yeah, have you seen that? Have you seen the piano that's actually the, the clip that has, that's like based off of? No. It's like a, it's like a guy who has a has a and that's like that's like an actual instrument. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. And Fred Willard was just like in it and just being like my condolences. Oh, I have a sad song for you. This song is about a baby duck that gets his head caught in a stew tomato. Bro, <laughs> you know you know why you know you know how you know Fred Willard is hilarious. He got caught jerking off in a porno theater and nobody cared. Oh, did, 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 you, did you ever hear his response to that? No. What do you mean? Like, he was just he like, said, he, got, he, got, he got caught jerking off. And then he said, uh, it's a shame that I didn't have a chance to review the movie because I had a lot of opinions. That's hilarious. <laughs> See? Hilarious. Yo, he's always funny. He's just always funny. Bro, those are the guys who it's like, the older I get, it's like, that's the stuff I like. It's just... Like I don't need to be like Kevin Hart or anything, you know? No, never. If that you, shit sounds like and that you go crazy. You yo, go Kevin Hart shit seems nuts. Yo, I was thinking about his documentary the other day. Like what like, you think about it? That documentary was weird, right? No, no that, that documentary is one of the craziest. Nick, have you seen it? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so basically the documentary the fight clip though. The fight clip. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That was such a shit. That was so shitty of him, but it was still like really funny. And he was like, "Do you have a house?" But do you have a house? Answer my questions. Yeah, and the guy, the guy clearly didn't have a house. I was like, "That's fucked up." But <laughs> it was funny. I said, "But do you have a house?" But um, 
the whole shit is just you, you just watch his ego go crazier and crazy. And you, but I also realized watching it, I was like, if he didn't have the ego he had, he would not have the level of success that he had. Yeah, but in that's totally true. But it's also like, to what level is it like? Like, is that even like for what? <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it's like when you get that big, no matter what, the quality suffers, right? The quality, oh, no, no one's, yeah, no one's that big and consistent. Yeah, you just can't be. And it's like, have you ever like? Why would you want to tell jokes in front of an arena? Like, you know what I mean? That shit sounds like it would be terrible. That shit sounds yeah. like because sometimes you want jokes that aren't that funny. To line up jokes that are really funny, so it's like I'm gonna be honest here. Like he's like this, the intimacy is gone. Yeah, there is no intimacy when you're that level. You can't be. Yeah, that's like that's 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 horrifying. And then like the scary part of that documentary too is when like one of his openers was breaking down each of his specials. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you're a whole comic yourself. You should have your own. Why aren't you thinking? Where about my like? Because it's too good to, like, what do you do? You know what I mean? That's, like, I think that's how people get caught up in that role is it's just, like, it's just good enough, right? Yeah, but but I feel like it's, I feel like it'd be better. Be, like, I'd rather, I've, I think I like the idea of, like, my career would be, like, I do my own thing. People like me for who I am. Depending, it doesn't matter who I, how big I am, but people, like, I know for a fact if women are trying to sleep with me, they're not trying to sleep with the guy who's above. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, would you rather be independent or would you rather be under somebody's, um, like, like, would you rather be less successful and be independent or be crazy successful and be under somebody's umbrella? I'd rather, cause I wouldn't want to have somebody be able to dictate my life the way that he does theirs. Yeah, they can't change it. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember that, ep- did you remember in the show when, that guy's directing an episode of some shit. Yeah. And then like Kevin Hart just shows up and is like bossing up on him. And it's Yeah, like, and it's like he's like half joking, but he's also like very he's he's being very serious. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, I'm the boss. Like, I'm the boss. Like, yeah. And you're like, yo, I would never wanna be able to have somebody do that to me. Yeah, because it's like cause you're you're with the person, you're like your best friend, somebody that can fire you. Well, and then you and then you wonder though, are they best friends? Are they are the other is that a friendship? That's not a friendship. That's these are just your loyal employees. Yeah, like that's what it feels like. Like the, you have your whole and I, and you have your whole life. If Kevin Hart's not hot, what are you doing? I used to. I know a dude who had that problem. He was. Uh, he used to. I. He used to tour with this big comic, and uh, yeah, the comic fell off, and or this guy. This guy was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm gonna try to be my own comic, right? Mm-hmm. And he had gone all around the world with dude and shit like that. He said he had been to JFL like five, six times. He went back to the JFL people to be like, hey, so can I do new faces? And they were like, oh, no, 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 no. You're so-and-so's guy. You don't, like, he realized nobody took him seriously. He was just dude's boy for his, his whole career, you know? That shit is, so, yo, that's, I've been thinking about that shit a lot, too. Like, the levels to which people just tolerate you. Bro, it's like, it's scary to think about too because you're like, because like this whole thing is re- based on relationships. So yeah. you like, and nobody's like, in general in entertainment, it's just not, the setup isn't be mean to each other. 
nobody's really like that mean to each other like outwardly you know what i'm saying so yeah the idea of like are people just tolerating me is like very scary yeah and like i think it's also it's scary because we've seen it we've all seen it happen where there's somebody who is just like that like people were tolerating and it could be you in the moment it could be somebody else we've seen it and it's just like i've seen it happen too for me where it's just like i remember like there are certain things where like i got a thing and i saw i saw people just laugh differently and like talk to me different and i was like because now i'm I, I still don't matter bro but it's just like oh but you matter but you but you're still it's done the game is crazy no yeah that shit happens yeah you see that every time every yeah every time i get something new yeah it's just you see like and it's weird to see people who it's like we started together why are you weird towards me you know what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah i've had it i don't know i've been on the opposite side of that right like a fr- i had a friend of mine confront me being like yo why are you acting so funny and it's kind of just like i think it's, i think it's, that's a, that's comes that comes down to like an insecurity thing yeah probably. that's all that's 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 all insecurity and like you but like you have to just embrace it and understand it and like try to figure out like why are you insecure because at the end of the day and i feel this i feel this all the time especially for like where i'm at where it's like i'm on like i'm always like i'm on like a cusp of like all right i moved into i moved to a new city and i'm building my own thing and it's very easy it's so easy to be like i'm insecure because i'm not doing enough and you're worried people are watching you struggle but everyone's like no we when i see you i see a comic that i know and all this shit and everyone who i know who has some shit it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it doesn't change. Yeah, it does. It's kind of like to me. You put so much on it, and then you put so much on it. Like for me, what I notice is like with my like on a different level, like my high school friends, like my friends I know for like a long time, like high school, college, and whatnot. And it's like with dating, when the first of my friends started losing their virginity and stuff like that, it was like they were different. Like I'm different. I get to talk. I'm an authority on this. I'm an authority on that. And then I remember for me, it was like, then I, I moved around and they, people saw me start dating a lot. And now they take my word different. I'm just like, no, I'm still saying the same shit I was saying yesterday. Yeah, I like- haven't changed. It's just that somebody has seen me and they appreciate, or somebody seen me and they responded in a certain way. I'm still the same person. I'm not changing because of this shit. People, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's just like, you know, creation is what the joy is, and that should be where we find the pleasure, right? Because yeah. like, nothing feels different. I was, talk- I was talking to my mom, actually, about this the other day. Uh, she was talking about some shit in comedy, and I was like, it still all feels the same way, though. Like, everything feels the same way to me that it did when I was, like, open micing all the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the stakes have changed. And I get like you get more money or whatever, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really ever feel any different. Well, that's good. I think it should. I think yeah. I think the state yeah, the snakes changing is a huge thing. Like on a very very minor level, very very minute level. The other day, I had a tweet that was super viral. I was like, oh, this is dope. And then, oh oh, so I had a, I had a tweet that was super viral. I was like, oh, this is super dope. And then right after that tweet went viral. I got a text from Bank of America being like, yeah, your bank account is under $25. Ain't that about Ain't that how it fucking goes? And I was like, oh, this doesn't matter at all. No, bro. It, man, the night after I did Conan, I fucking woke up alone. 
you know what I mean? Like, Dog, also, speaking of that, speaking of that, the beginning of your cone is my favorite thing ever when he just walked too far. Oh, man. I thought they were going to cut it out is the crazy thing. <laughs> that shit was so funny, though. It, I, I didn't know at the time, though. So when it happened in my head, I was like, I thought it was over. Like, that's why I said <laughs> that. Because I was like, all right, well, the booker likes you. So, like, maybe you could. I was, I was already past the set. I was already thinking about, like, maybe I can get back on again later. Ah, bro. People that thought shit. that it was on purpose, which is hilarious. Yeah, that's, no, so, so I, thought, I, thought, I thought that was on purpose. I thought it was on purpose still right now. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that was it. I just shot past my mark. Ah, bro. That shit, was, that shit was cool. But, like, I don't know. I just, but I think also just like knowing you. I remember when I first met, like when I first met you at uh, Bridgetown or whatever. Yeah. It was just like your, your energy was because you're just like you're just a cool dude. And I think that like some people, it changed. You say it all feels the same, but I feel like a lot of people with any sort of success or any sort of life milestone, it's like they're seeking that for validation. And instead of doing it because they want to, they're doing this like to attain a certain level. And once it gets that level, they act funny. But you were just like, yo, I'm a cool dude. I'm already like I know I'm a cool dude already. So I can just move around. So like I saw you the first time I saw you, we didn't even we didn't have a long conversation. We we're just like, oh, what's up? Oh, what's up? And that was it. And then like, and then, and then Sam was like, oh, that's my homie. That's my homie. It's like, all right, bet we're cool now. And that was yeah. the end of it. And Sam was wilding. You remember that? <laughs> Sam was on. Sam was on ten. Yo. <laughs> yo, she was going for it. Oh man, that was a great time. But yo. We've been talking now for like two hours, my guy. Oh, Dave, shit, yeah. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you so much for talking. Thank you for dealing with all the fucking technical bullshit difficulties that we had. But um, I really appreciate, you know, yeah, this time. Of course, bro. Of course. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, Twitter at the G is silent. Yes. Instagram is uh, cool guy jokes 87 I didn't think the platform was going to last. And uh, yeah, that's, those are good. Those work. All right, word. Thank you very much, Nick. As always, thank you so much, bro. You had a good time. Um, and that's the show, everybody. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. You know, put a mask on, all that shit. And we'll be back later. Peace. What's up with you? What's going on? Let them know. Help us grab you a song. Turn the volume up. I suggest you. Welcome to the show. Yeah.